Dictionary.com defines the word preachy as tedious or pretentiously didactic. Apparently, this is what comes to mind when people hear the word preaching as well. Perhaps for this reason, some people I have encountered have suggested that churches should abandon the word preaching in favor of the word sharing. Rather than someone preaching a sermon, they suggest we ought to have someone share a message. Is this just splitting hairs? Is it just a matter of words? Does it actually matter at all? Well, it is a bit a matter of semantics. But what is semantics? Semantics is the branch of linguistics that deals with the meanings of words and sentences. So words do matter. Words not only convey meaning, but the reason we have synonyms, for example, multiple words for the same thing, is because each of these words relates a slightly different way of thinking about or portraying that thing, and different words convey different feelings. At the same time, words are shaped by culture. And the meaning of a word can change over time, even if it refers to an objective reality which itself does not change. Western society, with its emphasis on equality, tends to be more inclined to a word like sharing as opposed to preaching. Um, But it's also not just a matter of semantics, it's also a biblical matter. We must recognize that the fact that the Bible uses the word preach over 150 times in the New King James Version, at least, it doesn't use the word share at all in the sense of speaking with other people about the things of God. I remember talking to someone once who claimed that Jesus did not preach. He only taught. He only shared and taught. Her point was that Jesus wasn't preachy. The only problem with her argument is the fact that there are dozens of verses which tell us that Jesus preached, and that not only does it say that Jesus preached, but Jesus himself said that the very reason he came was to preach, and he said, let us go over here. Why? So I can preach. And then he trained and commissioned his disciples to preach. For example, in Luke 4, verse 43, he says, I must preach the kingdom of God because for this purpose I have been sent. Now, it's not just a matter of semantics, and it's not just a biblical matter, but it's also a practical matter. To preach means to proclaim. It means to announce and declare something. So whereas teaching involves explaining, preaching involves declaring. So we need both, but what we can't get rid of preaching. Preaching is important biblically, but also practically. Martin Lloyd-Jones said that what makes preaching unique, as opposed to teaching, for example, is that the one who preaches is, quote, there to declare certain things. They are a person under commission and under authority. They are an ambassador who comes to the congregation as a sent messenger. So to preach, in the biblical sense, therefore, is not to speak on your own authority or to share your thoughts. Preaching, in a biblical sense, is to convey a message from God to people. For this reason, I believe we should hold on to this biblical term. However, I believe it is important, at the same time, that our preaching not be preachy. In other words, it should not be tedious or pretentiously didactic. It should not be condescending, and it should come from a person who understands and conveys that they are the equal of their listeners, and yet they come to them not with their own ideas and musings, but with a message from God which deserves the utmost attention. Something I often say is that preaching comes from, good preaching comes from two loves. On the one hand, love for God and a desire to honor Him, And secondly, it comes from a love for people and a desire to serve them.
Let me read you a few quotes from Martin Lloyd-Jones from his classic book, Preaching and Preachers, that give us some insight into his views, and, and I think they're good ones, on the role and importance of preaching. Here are some quotes. The most urgent need in the Christian church today is true preaching, and as it is the greatest and most urgent need in the church, it is obviously the greatest need of the world also. Another quote, you cannot read the history of the church, even in a cursory manner, without seeing that preaching has always occupied a central and predominating position in the life of the church. At this point, Lloyd-Jones clarifies that ministry to and care for people and marginalized people is a ministry and duty of the church, and it must happen simultaneous to and not in place of the proclamation of God's word. So when we ask the question, should we be preaching the gospel or should we be serving the needy, Martin Lloyd-Jones says it must be both. It can't just be one or the other. And he points to Acts chapter 6 to make this point where the apostles appointed deacons people who were capable and people who were full of the Holy Spirit to minister to the needs of their community, the needy people in their community, so they could devote themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word, deeming it improper for them to neglect those things. Here's some more quotes from Lloyd-Jones on preaching. He says, Paul's last word to Timothy was, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, rebuke, reprove, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. What is it that always heralds the dawn of a reformation or a revival? It is renewed preaching. Preaching is logic on fire. It is theology coming through a person who is on fire. The chief end of preaching is to give men and women a sense of God and his presence. Preaching should make such a difference to those who are listening that they are never the same again. The preacher cares about the people they are preaching to. That is why they are preaching. The preacher is anxious about them, anxious to help them, anxious to tell them the truth of God. So the preacher does it with energy, with zeal, and with obvious concern for people. So may God use us to preach and to teach and to share his truth with others so that hearts, minds, and lives will be changed for the better.